Welcome to Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland. We appreciate you taking some time. Episode 13. Now, as we transition to a new year, we've taken some highlights of our first Dirty Dozen, including the genesis of how this got started. You'll meet Boaz, the man behind the Kazoo Museum, and so much more. Former television anchor man Paul Martino shares some on-air blooper stories that I know you're going to love. And a young Pittsburgh teen, Brandon Max, is a TikTok sensation with nearly 3 million followers, and he actually did one with us that got almost a quarter of a million views. Find out why. And Wiggle Whiskey. The history runs deep here in Pittsburgh as we visited Market District in Settlers Ridge. So enjoy Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland, Episode 13. Welcome to the inaugural Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Beauty is here too, Jim. Sheila Highland, former anchor woman, professional oh. anchor, yes, report television well, star. Well, where's the beauty? Well, you're with the beast. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So the whole genesis of this really starts, Sheila, with Jim because Jim, mm -hmm. for many years, Jim Crenn, no restrictions. How many years have Since you been doing Since 2012. Uh, about 250 episodes of Jim Crenn, No Restrictions. So I love the podcasting. I've been trying to get Larry to do a podcast for the whole the entire time, since 2012. I yelled at him, Larry, you've got to do a podcast. So finally, finally, you're doing a podcast. And I get and Sheila and I get to be part of it, which is fun. But that that's was the dream, get you to do one, because this is the coolest thing. Having, your own po having a podcast is great. Well, you it's know, like a little party. It, Jim is a, a legend of... Rock radio, stand up, and he's done so many other things, including corporate work. But the bottom line is, as you know, Sheila, mm -hmm. on the air, you're kind of walking through guardrails, right? Guardrails. Yeah, I mean, jumping over fences, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Occasionally walking, yes. you were doing that, but I'm talking about <laughs> you have to focus on, in this case, the news or the world we live in. Or I was the weather guy for 10 years on KDK TV. That was a whole different thing. So, but, but you yeah. do have parameters and limits. And the idea was, and you have time constraints, right. was to be able to do a lot more, get into a lot more subject matter that you might not typically talk about. Well, well, well for instance, like... Am I free to give my opinions, too? Yes. Ooh, well, okay. that's the thing, opinions, uh, Sheila. Opinions are encouraged. Yeah, well, like with, with Larry, that's why I want him to do a podcast, because it's more conversational. And I love during doing Larry's show, when I get to be on... Uh, with him and Kevin, but their their breaks are like two minutes. You know, when I was on DVE, breaks were like eight, ten minutes. So, so you get more time to do things. And but you're two or three minutes. So you, it's quick. It's you got to be efficient. You got to be right in there. Efficient. But Larry is, I I've worked with every comedian in the world from Leno uh, to Jerry Seinfeld to the late great Sam Kennison, who was my favorite. Uh, Richard Jenny, I don't know all these great, one incredible talent. Larry may be the funniest, one of the one of the top. He's wow. in the tier of funniest people. He, like when I was sit there, and we'll be at a bar or hanging out in a restaurant, and I'm literally in tears with his stories. And that's why I thought it's time people have to see that side of him. You can't do it in, in your show's a news show. It's a, uh, it's an entertainment an entertainment. News right. kind of show. Well, it's different. This let me let me walk your shot. Here's yeah. how I met Jim Crenn. You know, I saw him in the cover of Pittsburgh Magazine, yeah. and I was good looking like, guy. You thought, didn't you? Cool dude. <laughs> I said he's still cool, Larry. I can remember. I told my wife, "Look at him. He's got it all right there." You know, he had that look like I got it all. I'm on the cover of a magazine, <laughs> and this was right before I left the weather and went to morning radio. Now, John Cigna, who was the host for 18 years, announced his retirement, and they had called me and said, would you be interested? And then by the time we rolled it out, it was five days before September 11th that I was named as the new host. So I was worried, how do you follow a guy, big personality like a John Cigna? And then, of course, the world changed. So I just celebrated my 20th, Last Friday, September 17th, was the date I hosted my first solo show. 
and it was all news and all business. Mm -hmm. And really, we just left Afghanistan unceremoniously, mm -hmm. right? Much to a lot of people's chagrin and sadness of the way it was handled. So, we've been just dealing with that world ever since. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Jim's saying, wouldn't it be nice, unrestricted in his case, unfiltered in mine? Right. I don't know what it'll be for you to be able to somewhat filtered go wherever you want to go with subjects and we're going to have an opportunity to tap into some great people we know as guests too down the road that's a nice thing the, the thing about a podcast it's like having your own little radio station in a way which is cool but we get to, we're the idiots who get to, to run things a bit uh and we brought on dick roberts as a producer the producers like the key as we know, been in the business long enough to produce, your producer's a key player to make a show run and work. And we got, you know, the, I think an amazing guy, Dick Roberts, as far as, you know, the, because he's most creative. He's really creative also. We have a business together, and I'm supposed to be the creative guy, but Dick has probably all the good ideas for our whole business. He's, he's also the only one that will return the <laughs> no, text, Jim. I, I'm to, I, well, I kept I'm trying. Jack. I kept trying to get you to respond side. to my texts, but thank goodness Dick step, <laughs> stepped in I'm, and I'm helped me out here. I'm so sorry, I was like, I don't know what we're doing with this Larry podcast. Jim was in I'm, LA uh, with his Dick, Hollywood yeah. oh, yes. Dick knows me, Larry knows me, and as my law i'm terrible at getting back and uh i my nightmare my nightmare nightmare is to one day get a text from like say larry or somebody going like jimmy need ride to hospital immediately you know and i get like three days later i'm like oh geez that's my name right? but hopefully and that poor larry happen. would well, be I dead think by larry, then you know me well enough that you know i'm the last person you call because that uh, you know he's, he's like gonna, i don't know where he's at he's well, passed we, out somewhere but since i met jim right as i got that radio job mm -hmm. So we were down at the old Hilton now to Wyndham at a charity event, and he walks up and he said, hey, Larry, Jim Crown, I'm like, yeah, I know who he is, He's cover boy, you know. And he <laughs> said, listen, if there's anything you ever need, you know, like I got it down about staying up late, getting up early, tips and tools for the trade. And I thought that was very gracious. I really did. So that's Thanks, where our friendship started. Yeah, because I always put myself in your shoes that day because I thought, geez, you know. It's, it's such a foreign thing to do this thing and, you know, just to make you feel more comfortable that you have somebody that's <laughs> in your corner because you don't feel like anyone's in your corner that you're stepping in, right. sitting at some, you know, legend. And it's an ungodly time of the day to get up, 3 a.m. It's, it's ruthless. Come hell or high water. Yeah. Yeah, have I did that shift. Oh, yeah, radio? I did. Yeah. No, well, you not did radio. I did television. Yeah, my my first job, actually, was in Kearney, Nebraska, Huh. Television station in the middle of a cornfield. Good God. Yeah, you can look out wow. any window and see a cornfield. Carney, Nebraska. Carney, Nebraska. They have so a TV I, station. Believe it or not, can you? What, yeah. what time did you start? Uh, well, I got there at about 2.30 in the morning, started at 6 a.m., but I was the, the writer, the oh. producer, the anchor, the teleprompter operator. I mean, you name oh it. I, I did it all. And the show was called Agmart AM, so I had to read the farm markets. Really? Which I've become an expert in. That's amazing. Well, I was an expert in it. No, you've got to yeah. bring, you do that on the show someday. Well, oh, yeah, someday. Let me practice heard, it again first. I've never heard though. a farm market thing. Well, I it's like the, heifers, 350 to 375. Thank you. You know, that's sharing, basically I know, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I know what you mean, because you get a, I used to get up 230. Uh, we started at 6, but I got up at 230 for my hair and makeup. <laughs> so I can look right at 6 o'clock. <laughs> no, Don't that laugh. wasn't happening. I worked on my hair for four hours today. <laughs> It, Just for this. And it shows. Thank you. Who worked, who worked on it, Jim? I'm working on my hair and makeup all day. <laughs> Philip Lucy. Getting, getting ready. You know Philip. So anyway, yeah, radio, really, and that early radio, there's a bond. And morning television, because yes. I did that oh, yeah. too. Uh, you know the pain. Yeah, I mean, yes. it's, it's another world. So you, you don't get a chance sometimes to, on weekdays, to stay up late like adults. So this... This podcast is a chance for us to share a lot more stories that we can mm -hmm. never talk about on the air and also uh, interview some amazing people along the way. Absolutely. This is Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland. That faint pop sound you pour in the wine. The, the wine's out. Episode five, and we're with Boaz Frankel. Again, we want to thank the guys at 23rd and Bind here on East Carson Street. We want to thank our producer, Dick Roberts, he's uh, connected us with a lot of interesting people, including this Boaz Prankel, who works ne next Pittsburgh and StuffByBoaz.com. 
Now, Boaz, part of your elaborate uh, accoutrements is the kazoo. You, how did you get into kazoos? So much so you created a museum in South Carolina near Paris Island where the Marine Corps boot yes. camp is. Yeah. In fact, a lot of hmm. people who work at the Kazoo Museum, which is part of a kazoo factory, they're like the spouses of people who were on the base. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's the kazoo is, I think, sort of a cool instrument because it's one of the only instruments invented in America. We think that the history hmm. of the kazoo is sort of shrouded in mystery, but I like it because it's truly one of the most democratic instruments anyone can pick it up and play it you know you don't have to go to 10 years of piano lessons is there a trick to it though exactly so here's what you've got to do put the big end in your mouth there's sort of a smaller end and a big end oh got these classic, i would have went the other way this end okay and then you sort of hum or talk into it really like do 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 What can we what can we play? A really good one is Saints Go Marching In. Okay. All right, you ready? One, two, three. It's like a New Orleans funeral. You won't get that just anywhere. <laughs> I like it. It's fun playing it. Yeah. My, my, my nose. No one's going to criticize Does that tickle your nose doing that? A little I like bit. It. A little. I yeah. like it, though. It, you know, no one's going to criticize your kazoo work. Who's going to say bad kazoo work? Exactly. No one. Right? Can you be off-key off with a kazoo? <laughs> yes. If you can oh, sing off-key, you can. You can oh, in that oh, case. That might explain yeah. the problem oh, with the foursome here. <laughs> in that case, <laughs> so you have to take kazoo lessons. You can well, it's, yeah, voice lessons would do it. Yeah, but if really? you can, because whatever you're singing, yes. you're making that same known on the kazoo. Yeah, we got to take different this. tones about them? Are they, are, are, is each kazoo a little different? The, yeah, the tones will be different. If it's a metal kazoo, and depending on what the resonator is, that's sort of the little wax paper or plastic thing in here that vibrates that causes that hummy noise. Like back in the day, those would be made out out of like um, cow gut. What? Yeah. Really? really? Um, and so that would make a different Ew. noise depending on what that, that membrane is. It can make a different noise with the kazoo. And kazoos have been made in so many different shapes. I mean, the Kazoo mm. Museum has a hundred kazoos, you know, made out of all sorts of materials from, you know, tin to steel to bakelite um, to paper, all sorts of stuff. Now, it's do amazing. you have a link to this museum that we could take a look online or do we have to um, go to south carolina you should go to south carolina there are some photos online on, on my website you can you can check out some photos okay, why, why did you make Wait, it you in beaufort and Wait. not pittsburgh well here's the thing there's a kazoo factory america's only plastic kazoo factory is in beaufort south carolina and they gave us a spot oh okay for free so and they they really have invested heavily in the kazoo museum and giving it a spot and it's open to the public for free five days a week whenever their factory is open well, maybe we could open one here could, could you imagine i would a, love to could you imagine being at the airport though and saying where are you going and i'm waiting going i'm going to the kazoo museum people aren't going to believe me <laughs> yeah never i'm, yeah, gonna I'm going to the marine kazoo corps direct flight to the kazoo museum there's a lot to see in buford but i would love to open a, a pittsburgh branch if you know someone who's got some you know a, a a piece of their shop or anything? Yeah, right here. Like, you 23rd and Vine. Are we going to open it? Don't we have room here at 23rd Yeah, we Vine? could get a space uh, right back yes. in the corner there. Oh, put the kazoos up on the wall yeah. with the uh, okay. Smokey Robinson's yeah, I'm game. wine. I don't need to be convinced. We'll have to talk to the owners about that. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland, Episode 9. Woo-hoo. We're almost at double digits. I'm so and excited. Today we're emanating from the Bowser Nissan Theater in the Odyssey building here in Foster Plaza, the home of KDK Radio, which is my day job. And I appreciate you checking us out. We got a lot to cover today. Very excited about our guest. He's not a man. He's an <laughs> anchor man. Now he's retired from KDK Television. Paul Martino is here. Paul, how hey, did Paul. we coerce you out of your retirement to come out? Well, let's not fool everyone. I think I know what's going on here. Uh oh. Larry, Jimmy, <laughs> Sheila, you had an A list guest booked <laughs> and they canceled at the last minute. And you said, you know, Martino's retired. He's got nothing to do. You nailed it. So yes. we need to fill the show. 
Yes. <laughs> Should we tell? Oh, him? you no. got it. You got it. What can I say? You know. Come Should on. we tell him who that was? George Clooney. Yeah. You're replacing you're George Clooney. Thing. You're, yeah. you're, you're Rosemary the Clooney. Thing. Yes. Actually, you're your esteemed executive producer. I don't know his title. Super executive producer. Yeah, Dick, Dick Roberts. Dick Roberts. We just called invited him the Grand me weeks ago. And Dick I was, Roberts uh, is the very mastermind happy. behind a lot of stuff we do, including our. Yinzer cards, Yinzer bars, Love Yinzer the Yinzer foods, cards. Yinzer this, Yinzer that, Yinzer nuts. Paul, I've known you since you first got to KDKA, I think. 1984, yeah. 1984. Uh, that was your first year? That was my first year, yeah. And this was my last year. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny about uh, Paul is that, you know, and he's a great journalist, really is. And, and I grew up. We're the same age. Come on. I watched you on TV. And I'm mm. saying, I w- when you were a kid. And I, li- <laughs> and I listened to you. Yes, and you listened on to me. 102.5. But, but, but the nice thing is when you get to meet these guys, I'm not saying it, you know, because he's an anchor man. He's got that journalist thing. It's like almost, you almost can't have emotion in a weird way. But then you get to know him. He's like one of the funnest, most genuine, you know, just want to be around kind of guy. And I lo- Are I you love talking that. about Paul? Yeah. You know, he's, and you think, <laughs> he's crazy. I love him. <laughs> You know, it's that kind of guy. So it's kind of cool. We've I had get, a couple of nice nights. Yeah, yeah. We get to see, me, you know, the real person. Because it is two different people you have to be. It's the only way yeah. you can do that job. You, you have to be a journalist. Right? Yeah, but different. I'm mean, sure you know most of the people in television news. They're all characters. Right. I mean. To get there, right? I'm that. not a character. <laughs> Sheila, too. Um, I got, I Sheila's to not you. a character. Hey, Anchor okay, woman. I remember, and I know you remember this. Okay, so I came to Pittsburgh in 1988. I was very young and very naive and just getting my feet wet in the business. And I went to cover a trial downtown. Do you remember this, Paul? I remember it very well. Okay. I was out of my league. I was with WTAE. He was with KDKA. And I I needed help. I was I had never covered a trial before. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I took Paul aside. I was like, can you help me? You know, she a competing did competing guy and he probably thought like who is this bubble-headed blonde that they've hired and why have they hired her what is she doing in this market um but he kindly helped me out um that day i can't remember exactly what i needed help with well first of all what i remember is we were in the u.s attorney's office we were yes that is very intimidating yes and i was intimidated crusty old guy like me Hmm. and i saw you were panicking but here's what i really thought i said to myself that's a babe. Well, there is that. It is. It's true. But uh, how did it, how did it go? So, how did it go? But uh, anyway, so, so uh, but I did see the look of panic. I had been there. I'd been in that place. I sensed right away what you were feeling, and uh, I was glad to help you. You're such a nice lady. So, Aww, thank you. The judge top is wearing the robe. That was Paul's advice. To Sheila. <laughs> He's the guy in the robe. In the gavel. That's like the main guy. Yes. Right? No one else can hit the gavel. That, no that much I knew. When you guys, when you guys, like, you're in a lot of TV, and I'm always curious, like, you guys, and, do you ever want to laugh and can't? Like, you know, like. Oh, God. Oh, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we laugh she, inappropriately. You, yes. Oh, yes, yes, you do. You can't help yourself. Yeah. There's yeah. a moment where you got, you got to hold it in. It's I tough. ended up under the desk one time, and, <laughs> and my co-anchor had to keep reading the news because I could not control myself. Well, <laughs> I could not control it. Most of mine yeah, yeah. came when I was doing the weather, KDK TV, for 10 years because you're there the whole time. So right. you're listening to everything that's going on because you're yeah. only behind the screen <laughs> at the weather center and it becomes repetitive so you think did i hear that right and then john burnett had some great classics you know uh, well john burnett is nuts i mean we can all agree to that right he's a fun nuts best. but brenda waters once said and i was sitting next to her on the anchor desk she said well she's was, nuts too she said and she's she just all retired how many right. years did she do uh television 40 plus yeah Lynn Hayes Freeland just retired, so there is a changing of the guard for sure. But we were sitting there. Imagine this, Christy. I'm the weather guy, and you know how the weather guy sits down next to the anchor person, and that's your break. When the weather person's on, <laughs> the anchor people are taking a break. They don't listen to what you say, Okay. first of all. And and I did two and a half minutes about the weather. I remember Ken Rice and Jennifer Ankoviak. I sat back down yeah. at the 11 o'clock news, and they were like, ah, uh, it's going to rain. And I wanted to say, <laughs> what have I been talking yeah, for about for two and a half minutes? And Jennifer says, well, it looks like we're going to have a 
old-fashioned gully washer, and Ken Rice <laughs> oh says it, your gully could certainly use washing. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. That's and awesome. I looked at them, yes. And then Brenda awesome. Waters once said, <laughs> there was a story about transplants, and there were people getting infections. And she said, and it's been determined that transplant patients were all infected by the same orgasm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And and she didn't realize she said it. She said it as straight as could be. It was an easy mistake to make, but I had to play the straight man, and I was like, do I correct her? No. I just sit there. No, you just leave that go. Lord knows what was on her mind. The the late Ray Tannehill said he was sitting at home having a coffee, because this was in the morning, and he said he spit his coffee across the table. Wait, there was one that's a channel 11 beverly buyer <laughs> adam's that's on another vacation. famous moment in you, pittsburgh broadcast you remember that history one? yeah the groucho marx took a turn for the worse in fact he's dead <laughs> that was one of them and they told her apparently the reporter can't hear you so we're gonna have to cue him but don't ask any questions because he can't hear you and you got okay so let's go live to Jim Crenn, who's down the south side. I know you can't hear me, but let me ask you one question. <laughs> Next thing, she was in Beirut, and I'm not kidding, covering <laughs> the war over there okay. with the network. So those are some of the behind the scenes. Surely you have one or Wait, two, but you, The, the well, one where someone's so sick, you could say it. We just said orgasm. It's kind of funny. We could believe it. If it's orgasm's not up. I no. thought this was word. unfiltered. No. All right, so come on, go for She it, came on the air. Adam Lynch, the late Adam Lynch. <laughs> yes. You remember Adam? I worked she, with Adam. Yeah. And great guy. Jack really Etzel, guy. who for Love many Jack. years did all kind of different things. He was a really cool guy. Yeah. And she went on the air, Christy, and said, Adam's on vacation and Jack's off. I'm Beverly Byer. <laughs> what else do you do on vacation? <laughs> People misunderstood what... Oh, I don't God. think you have to go on vacation to do that. No. Jeez. Christy, you're too young to have experienced all of these wonderful stories. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? But, well, Larry, you know, you're, you're you know the very famous Bob Kudzma thing. Which that? When we first got robotic cameras. Oh, yeah? Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. And the, the camera went on the fritz, and it started dollying across the studio. So Kudzma just... We're all resentful that these robots are in the studio <laughs> eliminating all these jobs. Kudzma right, yeah. starts hopping across the studio to stay in front of the camera. <laughs> Am I right? Yep. It was hysterical. <laughs> I don't think management liked it, but the viewers sure liked yeah, it. Yeah, let's take a look at Katie Country. We're going to have two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten inches of snow. Like, pick one, Bob. <laughs> didn't, when you were weathered, didn't, didn't Joe DiNardo call you or you called him? Because he's a real meteorologist, Joe oh. was. You, what are you suggesting, Jim? You were I also, just played one on television. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express. I would yeah, I knew Joe DiNardo because I worked at WTAE for six years before I went yeah. to KDKA. And Joe and I became friends. He treated me very well. He was very gracious. You know, we just I was a young guy when I got there, and he used to come down and talk to us in radio, and we maintained a relationship. But when I did start doing weather, he didn't like that so much because <laughs> – I was on TV at KDKA, right. so right. TAE, KDKA, you know, yeah. it's like Cleveland and Pittsburgh, and you decide <laughs> which one's which. Anyway, I was sitting in the weather center, and the phone rings, and the hotline, and I hear, Richard, this is Denardo. <laughs> and I go, Joe, how you doing? He goes, listen, my Doppler's down out here. What do you got out <laughs> And I look, and I said, Joe, there's nothing out there. And he goes, all right, how you doing? I go, I'm good, Joe, how are you? <laughs> he starts telling me about all this stuff, and, you know, it got deeper and deeper and deeper and more inappropriate. And all of a sudden, I realize, wait a minute, it's Albie Oxenreiter. It was Albie the whole time. Albie did and that all the time. He was amazing. Yeah. He's amazing, Albie. And I said, Albie, I was so mad because <laughs> I got sucked in, right? Oh, God. And I thought, Joe DiNardo would never say those horrible things, right? So I transitioned to radio. I'm on the air. And Joe used to listen. He would call right. in periodically. In fact, we used to have Joe on the air. And the producer says, <laughs> Joe DiNardo, 
his wife, Dolores, had passed away. And I said on the air, my thoughts and prayers to Joe and his family and the passing of his wife, Dolores. He says, Joe DiNardo's on the phone. He doesn't want to talk to you on the air. He just wanted to thank you. And I'm like, it's Albie. Right. Oh, no. I pick up the phone off the air. I start swearing at him. I'm like, Albie, you better stop calling me and acting like you're Joe DiNardo. Right? Oh. And all of a sudden I hear, Larry, this is Joe DiNardo. And I go, come on, quit, you know. Yeah, effing. And he says, it's Joe DiNardo. And I realized it was Joe DiNardo. He was actually calling to thank me for saying those things. And I go, Joe, I'm so sorry. Albie, he calls like you. He goes, I'm going to kill him. (laughs) Swear to God, at the viewing in the funeral home, I'm standing there by the casket with Joe, and Albie walks in. Oh, my God. And Joe screams across the room, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) And so he used to do that to John Fedko. I was just going to say that. torture John. Yeah. Well, he did it at Three River Stadium. They were at the the All-Star. The car story. Yes. Tell that story. They're at the All-Star game, and and Albie can see, because he's doing sports, they're covering the All-Star game, he could see that uh, John is over through the glass, so he calls like he's the security guy, and they're towing (laughs) your car. And he goes, hey, Fetchko. He calls him Fetchko instead of Fedko. Which is in it itself an irritant. He goes, "This is a guard down here. They're, they're towing your car. You better come down here." He goes, "What?" And he sees him run out. He didn't drive a Chevette either. He had no, a, some nice cars. Yeah, yeah. 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 it was a sports car. He's a broken foot. He's a broken foot. He has crutches, so he's. <laughs> and and then so much better. they yes. did it. Albie, Albie did it to him twice. Yes. He got all the way back up. He said, he just got situated. <laughs> he almost hey, broke hey, his hey, other foot. He had to move it to the other side. He's like, what? Anyway. I've got one more. To, oh, uh, please. And oddly, it involves another a weatherman story. Okay. And I'm going to be very careful on this. <laughs> but John Burnett one night, and I was on the set, botched this phrase. And I'll say it very carefully. <laughs> a cold front is moving through Katy Country. And you can figure out and, uh, the slip yeah, was, up that it, occurred. It was a cold something. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> you think you think John felt bad about it? Yeah. He took the tape into the newsroom and was showing everybody. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I did say it was late. It's eleven o'clock news. You know, we're at the end of the shift, and I did say it was when we got the first frost, and I suggested that, hey. Ladies, if you have sensitive plants, make sure you cover your bushes. <laughs> well, that was good advice. Your shrubbery. That's what I should have said. Larry Richard Unfiltered, Jim Cren, Sheila Hyland, our special guest, Paul Martino, and we have Christy Lachlan from Next Pittsburgh. Christy, we're going to talk to you. I don't know, maybe you could share some... I do. Heart Some dirty stories. stories. Some weather yeah. stories. Oh. You have a weather right. a weatherman story coming up. <laughs> In meantime, we thought it would be fun because if you're not on social media, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, number one. But you're only half person from everybody in Pittsburgh. And so to somebody that Jimmy and I and Sheila, I'm sure you've mm-hmm. come been across. Oh, Saul, yeah. you've been I'm in marketing so for so long. How many years have you been doing what you're doing um, in, in Pittsburgh? Dog years or regular years? Dog, uh, dog I, years about 108. I can't um, do the math. Me neither. It's horrible. I went to yeah. So no, actually 20, almost 25 years in business. And so yeah. you promoted big shows. Everything. And you've done whatever. Cirque du Soleil and Van Gogh. Now you introduced me to the Grand Chapiteau when yes. uh, the first Cirque du Soleil came. To the parking lot at Three Rivers. Something? What are you a, talking about, Larry? Cirque a, du Soleil. It's kind of it's incredible though because uh, you know everyone there at Cirque has these great French Canadian names, and I can't speak French. And the only French I know is like Mario Lemieux or Gilbert Perrault. <laughs> That's all I oh have. I gosh. have nothing, right? So, so um, no, we've been in the middle of some really big things. It's been cool. great. You guys have been very supportive, and this Kren guy here. Do I have a story for you? We'll talk about that later. Oh. He almost got me fired once. That's a whole other story. Jim Crenn almost got oh. you almost fired. Got fired. Oh. Yeah, almost a long time fired. ago, yeah. So we'll talk about well, this. Well, I'm, I'm excited about the, uh, your son here. I, I, I watch TikTok. Now, 
A lot of people like me get lost in TikTok. I could watch it for you. I'm just gonna watch a couple of videos, right? You, you yeah. read, you're there for like an hour, or two yeah, hours. Yeah, you're there for like a couple hours. Right? You so can't keep stop. scrolling, keep scrolling. Once you're on, once you're on TikTok, you just can't stop. It's a, it's really addictive and it's, it's fun. It's good mindless yes. stuff. Yeah. And and there's all kind of strange, different. That's what creativity is. So we should explain that Saul is our connection to his son, Brandon. Brandon And Brandon became, yeah, Brandon Brandon Max. Max. Yeah. You don't use your real name. No, No. I'm Brandon Max. That's my, that's my legal name. That's your Oh, I thought is it? No, it's not. Just no, what? Not. She did what? Anyway. I'm joking. No, I'm joking. No, no, no. We don't so use, joking. Is that your baptismal name? We don't use no, the last kidding. name because, unfortunately, social media gets a little crazy. So oh, really? There's no. been people kind of yeah, looking, yeah, yeah. looking around. We'll, we'll see. get into that. Though. Yeah, we'll get into that. So yeah. what, what transpired was yes. Saul says, hey, my son has kind of taken off on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, that's nice. He probably has a couple dozen followers. And then I... I look, and Brandon has nearly 3 million people watching him on TikTok. It's crazy. Three, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's 2.5 million at this Plus, very moment. In marketing, in marketing, that's nearly close 3, to 3 million. We're rounding up to 3 million. So. so let's back up. How old are you, Brandon? I'm 20 years old. And when did you start posting videos on TikTok? So I started TikTok back in March of 2019. So it's been it's been a little over two years. Why did you want to pe- do it? Yeah, yeah. And how Why many did people did you think it? would actually follow you? I thought like I wasn't even expecting a thousand to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I was expecting a thousand, the very very most. But it just you know at I first so really I'll start off by saying like how I first like started started. So all of my peers, um, all my peers were on the app, and like I just. I felt shy about being on social media. Like, you know, it just, I mean, I love social media my whole life, but, mm-hmm. or ever since I was younger. Right. And so basically, you know. um, so, so my, one of my friends was like, Brandon, you should, you should get on TikTok. You should create an account. I could just see you doing some really fun content. Cause you know, I've always been described as like a fun outgoing person. So basically they convinced me, they were like, okay, I ended up convincing myself. I was like, okay, I'm going to download TikTok. I'm going to create an account. I'm just gonna start posting stuff. What kind of material? Well, Whether it was yeah. good material. I was doing a little bit of everything. So I was doing a little bit of like some comedy skits. Some like I did like a couple dance videos, which were awful, which were like which so were embarrassing. What was the yeah. video that put you into the stratosphere? So six months later, after I started in March, so you're looking December, no, not December, September of 2019. I um I did a video with my dad. Um, this was this grilled cheese video. That blew up. That became like instantly our signature video. The grilled the, cheese. The grilled we were, cheese video. We were actually at, we were escaping. This is We were down in Florida at the time. Uh, we were escaping a hurricane because my people do not like hurricanes. Just want to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, they do not we like know, hurricanes. We, we tried to hire fact. someone to stop the hurricane. It didn't work. <laughs> we tried. You know, we, we hire people for everything. You know, but we couldn't hire them, so we, so we ran off to D.C. For a little bit, right? Yeah. We and did. so it was late at night, and, and good old Brandon Max here said, "I'm getting really hungry," and I said, "Let's just go find something to eat." We ended up in this really horrible little restaurant, and I looked at the I looked at the menu. <laughs> we were looking at. It, I said, "I'm not going to eat that." There's no. I said, "They can't f up a grilled cheese sandwich. It's impossible. They can't. It's no, like it's, it's impossible. Piece of cheese <laughs> and bread. Unless it's a piece of rotten cheese. Yeah, it's so a whole bread. different story. So we won't so, get into that. So I said, so. "We ordered a grilled cheese sandwich and yeah. fries." Yeah, yeah. We sat down, and he was trying to find his way on TikTok. And I looked at him. I said, "Why don't we just sing about grilled cheese? Let's just do something." Yeah, let's just sing Everyone about, grilled, about cheese. grilled cheese. I let's mean, just do something. Yeah, yeah. And so that what happened after that. Brand? So basically, <laughs> yeah, so, so we posted that video. It was a Monday night. So Monday nights are like my slowest night. And the grilled basically. cheese wasn't even that great. But go ahead, move and, on. Yeah, it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. Cheese. We'll get yeah, into that. Did. It was a grilled cheese sandwich. Come I mean, on, people. But bottom line, so I posted the video at like 10:30 at night. Didn't do anything. It only yeah. got 200 views, which is still a decent amount at that period of time. Sure. Within two days later, it went from 200 views to half a million. Okay. Blew up. Wow. Then a week later, it hit 2 million views, and now currently it's close to 3 million at this very just, day. Can you reenact yes. it for us? Oh, the song, sure. The yeah, let's do yes. it. Yeah, then, wait, yeah, let's okay, set it up. Yeah, let's, let's, let's set it up. Brandon Max. You know my, yeah, yeah Brandon I know the whole script. And his dad, and his dad yeah. Saul. Obviously, right, Brandon we'll took all his singing you know, talent from his mother. Than, okay, go ahead. We'll re-script it. I have it. Okay. Do you know what my dad and I have in common? What's that, Brand Max? No. no. Oh. Oh. Okay, oh, you know, I have to rewrite this. Come on, Dad. Take two. 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 Take two.
Do you know what my dad and I have in common? We both love grilled cheese. cheese. That's not how it goes. Grilled cheese. That's not how the video goes. Okay, it's it's I, I sing the song and then you sing the song. Oh. Okay, okay, we're gonna do this one more time. <laughs> so you're the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote the script. It was him who like. Okay, okay. okay let's Please do it. He's Paul. You're John. <laughs> Go ahead. I can take it. Let's do this one more time. I did the logo Dad, get it right this time, will you? <laughs> All right, yeah. then we'll react. We will reenact <laughs> our um our Paul Stanley most viral video. Simmons, guys. So that yes. one was not the most viral video. No, it was our second most viral oh, video. Okay. We're known the for. most viral video we did was a grill was a cheese pizza video. Which was a oh, send this video. I Let's do that, that one. one. And that one hit 13.2 million. And there's views. a big pizza behind you. Oh yeah, yes. big you're doing this. All right, go ahead. Give us a give us a little. Let's do the grilled cheese video one more time. I got. We'll do the cheese pizza. I'm ready. Go. Okay. <laughs> do you know what my dad and I have in common? We both like grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. Mm. Grilled cheese. That's it. That's it. And you That's, got 13 you million go. people. No, 2.6. 2.6 million. All right, we're going to oh, do 2. that. 2.6 million. Our, no, but let me tell you about that one. So suddenly after that happened, he would walk through malls and this is a we can move on to that. Yeah. He would walk through like places like everywhere. And they recognize him. He would say, Grilled cheese dude. <laughs> really? Grilled cheese yeah, dude. Are you serious? You, you know what? Dude. But how how many people watch this? Three million? Five or this particular so video? One nearly video ten million. Two point eight million. Two point eight million watched that video. Could you imagine there's bands out there writing songs and putting the, exactly. this is my masterpiece and and they can't I'm get near waiting, what you're I'm grilled cheese song. State exactly. University to actually do the band thing. Grilled cheese. They have a whole. Yeah. Like, why <laughs> is it like? Why well, is it like Jimmy Harry and Styles I. Or someone covering the song. This could be wow. Good. Harry Styles was just in town last Look, week. I went crazy right. for him. Did you him. open up for him? I did not. I, you I'm should a, sell I'm him. A big fan of Harry no, Styles. I told I told Brandon cool. that it's, it's cool. one person in their basement watching it 2.5 million times. It's that same guy going. Funny. Loves grilled cheese. Still funny. Well, listen to this. So Jim and I and Sheila, we have a long. Collective career on radio and television, you know, more yes. traditional ways. Yeah, and then how many years ago, Jim and I went to Italy with the late great wrestler Bruno San Martino with Donnie Iris with us. And, wow, and, but we're on. So Jim posted these little videos, more traditional on Facebook. So funny. TikTok didn't exist yeah. then. And we had about 100,000 views on one of those wow. from Italy. That's we that did. Was, he did, did like a did, travel log. We did four. Cool. We got five hundred fifty thousand views in the four. That's incredible. So that's the first time. See the power of the social media. It's, it's the first time yeah. in my career being on TV and radio where strangers recognized me from a video they saw on Facebook. That's but, incredible. Like, but it was you, you, the two of you, and Donnie Iris, and you still got five hundred thousand views. Yes. Here, Brandon. Millions. It's killing Two and a half millions. million. And it's like, you know, it's crazy because I've done close to 2,000 videos. I've counted, and it tells me, like, on my end mm -hmm. of TikTok. And, like, typically, like, over the summer, and this is this past summer, when I was doing, I mean, I've, I've always been doing really well, and I'm really grateful, you know, for my supporters. And mm -hmm. it's, been, it's been an incredible experience so far, and I'm beyond grateful, you know, for everyone who supported me. And even the people who don't support me, I still support them. Right. Because that's the kind of person I am. But, um, like, Basically, I'd get I'd average during you know quarantine. That's when my my page skyrocketed. Okay, that's yeah. when I jumped from. I was like a couple a few months after the grilled cheese video, I went from I after the grilled cheese video, I hit a hundred thousand followers from five thousand followers okay. instantly, and then hit basically June of twenty twenty was a huge month for me because um, I graduated from high school virtually, and two days later I hit a million followers on TikTok, and then three weeks later. I, I got verified on TikTok. Wow. Was, well, what does that mean? It, when you get verified, does this translate into financial gain at all? Um, well, you're in some numbers. Yeah, it's it's definitely like I um I personally don't handle that side. I let I leave it up to but my there dad. There is financial gain. There is. There is. Oh, he didn't stuff. tell you how much money you made. Do you think I'm going to tell him? Yeah, yeah oh, we're not going to tell you how much money you made. You were supposed to pay him. <laughs> what? It's gonna be, oh yeah. Well, I did. I, I see I, Britney I, Spears thing coming here. Big lawsuit. It's like this. I'm going to say that like my mom. You have a roof over your head. Yes, exactly. So what do you want to do with all this? What I want to do? So you know, I I definitely you know I've. I've gotten like, the biggest sponsor that I've gotten so far is I did a deal with Duncan. Okay. I did a huge. I promoted their uh, grilled cheese melts, which are let me tell Makes you. Sense. And right. you think I'm saying this because Duncan wants me to say this, but I'm personally saying oh, this it's from grilled my cheese. Well, Duncan kind of wants you to say it. You're no, no, it's really good. It's a killer cheese. It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is killer grilled cheese. It is like literally if you 
are ever at Duncan, I'm serious. And you have kids. You got to You got to do it. Next time you come on a show, if you could bring a couple, I wouldn't mind trying. Oh, I would love to. That would be awesome. The whole the one thing he didn't talk. And I'll go back to the whole financial part of it. Yeah. All right. Been doing this whole thing actually just for fun. He does. Yeah, I've been doing it for fun. You know, mom and I are like, hey, come on, people. And so, we really haven't done it. I know how much he, how well he can probably do on this things, but we've been really, really picky about who he, who he's a part of. Well, Duncan's a pretty credible well, brand. You know, it's, it's a nice one, but still, yeah. there's a lot. Of, there's people out there who are interested, but that really, he, he kind, he kind of loves doing this thing just because it's fun. But you want to keep yeah. doing? I mean, That's what do you want to do I next? I want to keep. I just want to keep, you know, making content, mm-hmm. and I, I definitely want to, you know. Like, I, I love doing this. Like, it's definitely become part, you know, of my hobby. And I also work over, I, before I started TikTok, I actually worked at a hotel. And that's really, like, where, you know, because I've always been into, like, hospitality management, et cetera. But I'm the, currently it, working at right now. At this point, though, you want to be, I've been a professional entertainer my whole life. Stand up, radio, whatever. I want to get into that. Is that what you want to be? A I definitely want, that is, that's definitely one of my dream jobs yeah. for sure. Because, you know, hotel management and this are like two completely different things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I love being That's on like camera. a job. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I seriously, like, I really enjoy doing what I'm doing. I, and I know I've... TikTok's not going to be there forever. So that's why I'm thinking in the back of my mind, what, how can I continue doing this uh, moving forward? You're right. I haven't had a real job ever. <laughs> don't say that. No, it's, an, it's an entertainer, though. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not a work. job. It's, it's still work. a job. Well, one, yeah. one thing he hasn't talked about, too, definitely. Which, is, which I think is really important, too, is he's had a lot of health issues. And that's one thing that I'd like to bring up, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. please bring you know, that through up. Through the years, he's had, he's had a condition called PANDAS, which is a pediatric autoimmune disorder, mm-hmm. which I'd like to put a little awareness out there about that, too. Okay, yeah, sure. Sure. What is so, it yeah. called again, Saul? It's called PANDAS, like the bear. It's a it's pediatric autoneurological disorder associated with strep. That's where it's it, – that's the uh, – and uh, kids like him, it, it's a it's sort of one in, they say one in 200 kids have it. And unfortunately, what it is, it, it's, it's an inflammation of the brain. So it's like when most kids get strep throat, unfortunately, you know, you, you know, they, you know they, they take uh, antibiotics within two weeks later, they're done. A lot of kids that have pandas, they have hidden strep. And so the kids will start flaring out and they start having, and the reason it's happening is because their, fl- their brain is inflamed. If they don't you know, swab for, for, you don't ask your doctor to look for it, they're not going to find it, so yeah. they end up at Western Saga. They end up at different places. We're fortunate that my, you know, Bonnie, my wife, actually early on with friends of ours who are doctors, figured out what it was, mm. and so that was the reason why he was cyber schooled for four years in high school. You know, he had to, he couldn't get sick, and so that's the part of the story which I think is the most exciting I for him. But you, you, know, but forget, you, yeah, but you that. know, God works in mysterious ways. It's so unbelievable. Here he is cyber school. He knows more about computers exactly. and social media right. than anyone. Right. I want to explain like the backside of the story because we didn't get to that because yet. It's important. I feel for... it's like really important, you know, that you guys hear and you know, I really would love to share this with you. So basically, I was born and raised in Pittsburgh. I'm proud. I'm proud, Yinzer. Mm-hmm. I um, I was born at Shady Side Hospital. I shouldn't have given that out. <laughs> I was. We got some Yinzer yeah. T-shirts for you. I'm still paying the bill. I was. Go ahead. I swear. Like I um, I grew up in Fox Chapel, so that you know, I rough neighborhood. Say, Oh, it's really? not a rough neighborhood. It's not a rough neighborhood. It's a oh, it's a rough. Were one. you in a gang? <laughs> no, I was not. All right, I just was checking. Not. That's not what yeah, we that's heard. That's not what we heard. <laughs> okay. Okay. okay, okay. So, um, like, I grew up in Fox Chapel. I attended um, St. Edmunds Academy in kindergarten or no, preschool and kindergarten, and then yeah. went to you know Carroll Elementary. Attended that first through fifth, and did Dorseyville. And then I did the high school virtually because of my autoimmune. Um, part of the autoimmune that I had called okay. pandas, which my dad just talked about a little bit. Um, it affected my auto. It basically I would catch every illness going around school. So it got to the point where like th- I mean it, the symptoms weren't like really really bad until middle like early middle school like sixth and seventh grade, where I would go to school and if someone had like a stomach virus or even like the sm- the smallest cold, I'd catch the worst of it. So I was really between going – I was mainly at home. I was mainly doing school at home because I was so sick. I was just not feeling too good. Right. So um, basically that caused a lot of – you know, it caused separation between me and my peers because I um, – unfortunately from halfway through seventh grade through senior year – I had to permanently become virtual school. And there was a lot of bullying involved because he was different. And there was bullying involved in school. Um, sixth grade was definitely a really rough year for me because I got severely bullied. And, I mean, a lot of awful stuff happened, a lot of trauma that I, I still, you know, think about. And, you know, I've, I've worked with therapists in the past to, to get rid of, as much as I could, to get rid of all that trauma that happened with the bullying and all that. So, but bottom line, you know, 
um, when I left, um, well, I, I don't want to say I left Box Chapel because the cyber program that I did was actually through Box Chapel. So technically, I graduated through. It's called Fox Chapel Area Online. It's an online like virtual programming center. But the bottom line, so um, my health got so bad that I couldn't be in Pittsburgh during the winter because there was something like the the thinness of the air. Like it was just. So we ended up getting a place down in Florida, outside of Orlando. Okay. And I just, you know, this was when I was really, really sick, and I just, I could, like, I just, basically, so I, um, I was down there for like, I ended off up being there for, for off and on for a few years from like 2018 through like last through right before COVID. You must have been pet. COVID must have been. Rough. Been very rough. Really rough. Did you, really, you, did you get it? Did you? Especially COVID was really especially in rough. Florida because yeah, they scary. don't really believe they don't care in really? Florida. Yeah. Right. So, so, so the TikTok experience yeah. must so have been a godsend for that you. That started in Florida. That started. I my most some of my, some of my most successful videos were recorded at my house in Florida that I had, um, and you know, like right now, like right now, I'm finally my strength is definitely through the roof and I'm feeling like a whole, di I'm feeling much stronger and much. And the cool thing real quick, the cool thing with his TikToks is suddenly the reason that, that he came back to Pittsburgh, now he's being recognized everywhere. And mm -hmm. so you're feeling, you know, the idea of, of uh, you know, what TikTok has done for you to get people. To and here's, here's, here's what TikTok I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna, I know we only have yeah, so much time okay. left, but bottom line, so what I was, so one of the reasons I was, so I actually, I was off of social media. As from the second that I left, um, you know, left in-person school, public school to becoming virtual. Um, I had to delete social media because it, it hurt me so bad when I would see my peers at school with their friends. Right. And I was at home. Like I couldn't really leave my house. I was that sick. So, um, basically it was a huge deal for me in, in 2019. Cause I was finally, that's when that was like three months after we moved down to Florida for a little bit. And I was getting acclimated. I was making some other friends that were homeschooled down there, which was super nice. Mm -hmm. And they that they really, you know, I, I give them all the credit in the world because they convinced me to download TikTok. Mm. And look what happened to you. I downloaded it. And, of course, I, I just didn't know what I was doing. And then little did I know I was getting all these messages from all my peers at Fox Chapel. Like, look, cool like, that was, the cool, that was the coolest thing when I got all these the messages from See, them. I back. got connections. Round connection. Mm -hmm. And now wow. they look up to me, and now I've become this big star of Fox Chapel. Well, well you know what the, yeah. the strange thing is? <laughs> all amazing? The, all the yeah. challenges that yeah. you went through. Yeah, all, all the, the trauma you're talking about. That's what makes a performer. It really does. That's, that's, that's what makes it unique. And... Like I said, God works in mysterious ways. So that's what makes the performer. And the, the isolation, the in, as a comedian, where you perform, a lot of it's introspection. A lot of it, I, you know, I did, I, most of my time is writing in my condo. My mother thinks I'm a drug dealer. He makes money. You're going to make money. Yeah. yeah. Well, he never leaves his well, before you go, yeah. can, can we do a video with you? Of course. So how does this work if we wanted to <laughs> make a, 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 a TikTok video? TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's figure out, is there any yeah, good can, food around here somewhere? We have one kazoo. food related it's that you do? Food, but okay. right. We have a Yenzer bar. Yenzer, how about There it is. Here we go. Oh, oh Yenzer bar. Let's sing about the Yenzer yeah. bar. It's it's, look at it. We're talking oh, okay. about chocolate, by the way. Real, We're not talking about okay, alcohol. Real quick, real quick, <laughs> I got to teach you guys a new word that's in my, I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the word bussin'. Bussin'? Bussin. Okay. No, we're so old. Not, so bussin means a food okay. that's really good. Okay. okay. So oh, that is if we got like some bussin for you. So if I were like that coffee is bussin, then that but then that coffee is coffee. really good. Okay. Yeah. Brandon, so, take a look at this bar. Yins are on a shelf and read the fine print. Yeah. I see. Fries on everything. That's so fries on everything. <laughs> so a Yinzer cookbook. Let me ask you guys this. Okay. Is okay. this chocolate bar bussin? Oh, it's, it's busted. Oh, it's busted. Yeah. The best. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's busted. On a scale oh my God, of one yeah. to ten, ten being the most, of course, how would you? How much would you say? It's a 12. 11. You'll love it. 12. You'll love it. 11. Mm -hmm. okay. Okay. But I'll say, but for you, 13. No. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> okay. so okay. how do we make the video? So the videos are all improvised that I do. Yes. I do so who picture. shoots the videos? Um, we, we do it together. We shoot each other. Yeah. Well, how do you do the video and then? All right, let's do one. This is it. This is big. Three million people will Ooh. see this. Not, not three million. Oh, darn. Go with it, Brandon. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll see what happens. It's your dad's number. All right, all right. He's in marketing. Yeah. All 
hard. So basically, we might get negative views. <laughs> <laughs> right, right now, I have um, only because everyone's in school right now. So okay, right. so that's why I typically don't post. Until well, that's check check okay. Later, we're though. good. We can wait. Yeah, we can wait. So really, I just take out my phone, and you know, it's we just we film like we just we film no, each other. More than All right, we'll go with you. You do it. How long is it going to be about? It's fifteen seconds. Okay, fifteen oh, seconds. Go. Ready? Sure, you ready, right. Jim? We'll do yeah. a practice run real quick. All right. All right, I don't. I can't think of anything because we're on a podcast. Elf on a shelf. Yeah. We're going to introduce Elf on a shelf in okay. this bus and chocolate bar. Right, I need to see the chocolate Yins bar. Yins right are chocolates. Right. Um, here, just hold it up I got closer it. to you. Just say you, this. Don't cover the the, the elf. Oh, like Brandon, do you want it? Do you want a? Actually, we're going to leave it up to him. I want you to start off the video. Yeah, guys. Jimmy. Brandon. Do you want a chocolate bar? To say, do you want a chocolate bar? Do you want a chocolate bar? No, like really over the top. Over the do you want a chocolate bar? I'm like in. Crazy. Okay. Watch, Jim. Three, three. Okay, I'm just going to put my mic down Back up quick. the mic a little. Yeah. Do you want a chocolate bar? So go right into the camera. Okay. All right, three. Okay. That's so great. Three. <laughs> no, it's the little blurry, things. Jim. It's the little things. Okay. Ready? Three. Let's do it. Okay, we're good. Okay, three. Do you want a chocolate bar? I don't. Say, give me back my chocolate bar. Give me back my chocolate bar. <laughs> Wait. No. <laughs> okay. Larry, you're up. Larry, you're up. All right, just pull the mic back a little when you're going to yell yeah, so we I don't blow out Jim. Jim's some... passed that. Okay. It's part of the video. Sorry. Sorry. Jim's ears bleeding. We end it. We okay, close okay. with Jim's ears bleeding. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Do you want me to do the same thing or something else? This is my chocolate bar. But like you ready? Wine. Like act like you're five years old. There you go. But, oh, I, but this is my chocolate All right. bar. Okay. All right, I'll Three, play along. Two, one. But this is my chocolate bar. That's great. Give me back my chocolate bar. My name is Pat. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna like put this out to here so okay. it doesn't. Yes. My name is Pat. Okay, right. Oh, hold on. One second. I gotta get rid of that. Give Last me question. back my. Give me back my chocolate! Oh, God. I, I can't have the chocolate okay. bar. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Three, point to the camera. Three, two, one. Give me back my chocolate bar! That's perfect. Yeah, perfect. Okay. You're up and go. Let's see how it turned out so far. <laughs> okay. That's great. <laughs> that chocolate bar is Love mine. It. Oh, that chocolate bar is mine. We have to change up the lines. Right. Okay. Three. Two, one. That chocolate bar is mine. There you go. That's good. And then. Awesome, man. All right. And then you're like, hey, this is mine. Be like in a really high voice. Gotta <laughs> hold it. Hold it closer to the camera. Perfect. Just like that. Just stay right there. Three, two, one. This is my chocolate bar. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good, That's good. That's I love great. it. Okay, we got two seconds left. So... No, that's great, these, man. These people are driving me crazy. That's my last good, line. Good. Who are these Actually, people? the funny thing is, me and my last line should be... These Yenzers are driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you actually took mine, not yours. It should be... You should say, these people are driving me crazy. They go, I should go, yeah. where's my chocolate bar? Okay. That okay. That's it. These, no, that's the last one. Go ahead. These people... Go ahead. Go ahead. Three, two, one. These people are driving me crazy! That's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's the video. All right, let's take a look. Give me back my chocolate bar! This is my chocolate bar! Nearly 10 million will see that video. <laughs> 30 million. That's Brandon, very, that's very good. good luck to you. Want to have you on the radio show, too. Appreciate thank you, you so coming much. out today. No, thank you guys so much for having me. This was awesome. This I really was fun. This was I was awesome. fascinating to watch how you constructed that video. It was brilliant. Actually, comedically, comedically you do realize very, it's it really like breathing. That much fun for me. Yeah. Oh, What's that? I'm, I don't know why. I'm sorry. So you got left out in the dust. I will be posting, I love seeing you I'll be posting guys, that video a little bit later. Okay. So come home from school. Yeah, I'm going to search it. I'll make sure everybody I know money. sees yes, it. So please. that'll add yes. another 10, we'll 20 people. We'll get you some more viewers. Because you need more, apparently. Definitely. Episode Great 6, Larry guys. Richard <laughs> Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland. We will be back with a possessed man next. Larry, is that Dan Marino? I'm like... Yeah, he's like 6'4", you know. I look like Yoda standing next to him. But love Market District, and I love the fact that you appreciate the local. It's almost like you're so big, 
you've reinvented yourself by going local. And we're honored to have Alex Grelly, who is with Wiggle Whiskey. Alex, thanks for coming out today. Thank you. Uh, pleasure to be here. You know, partnership with Giant Eagle is a blast. So working with Paul has been a lot of fun. And I think this is something that we're excited to continue um, into the future. You sort of paved the way here for... Uh, whiskey inside grocery stores, I mean, and first distillery in in Pennsylvania And how long? So we are the first distillery to operate in Pittsburgh um, pretty much since Prohibition. Uh, and, mm. and that's kind of been, we've been distilling now for over 10 years. Uh, and, you know, we wouldn't be able to do what we are doing now if it wasn't for, you know, the support of the community um, embracing our product, embracing our brand, as well as, you know, the support of uh, people like Paul um, bringing us into the store. You know, those are the things that is, are really great about Pittsburgh and the general community is that uh, there, people do support each other. You know, I have to say, since we're on camera, Paul, great job holding the mic, man. <laughs> Thank you. I've been Kill working it. hard on it all morning. We're paying uh, you extra yes. for that, Paul. <laughs> I appreciate uh, no, that. That's, that's how we got those arms. <laughs> Starting a business, you know, it's cool. You know, we're so Alex, our I want to know how a guy from San Antonio becomes an adopted Yinzer. <laughs> how did you get to Pittsburgh? Uh, by way of Chicago. So I met my wife, Meredith, um, who's also part of the business. Um, and she is from, she grew up in the Pittsburgh area. Okay. So we went to school together in Chicago. Uh, ultimately, I probably convinced her to move back to Pittsburgh, but after visiting over the years, um, I really kind of just fell in love with uh, the city and thought it would be a great place to move. I was going to ask, like, you're starting a business. What made you go back? How did you start? Why Wiggle Whiskey? How did it start? Why Pittsburgh? Why did it start? How did it start to become a whiskey? Yeah, yeah we were drinking one day, and things just got out of control. But and it started. <laughs> yeah. That's how it always starts. That's how we started. <laughs> exactly. With a woman from Pittsburgh. <laughs> but, no, we... You know, it, it's a family affair, and it was a, um, a, a trip to Niagara-on-the-Lake um, to, you know, take in the sites there. And we were visiting a bunch of the, the ice wineries there. It was, okay. you know, this agricultural community centered around a, a certain product. Uh, Meredith and I knew we wanted to be in um, craft alcohol. That was something that we'd been excited about, um, trying beer and wine and spirits as, as they were developing. So seeing that there was a heritage of the winemaking in that region that was uh, very much tied to that region's agriculture, mm -hmm. we were really excited about it. So trying to figure out what that was in Pittsburgh, where we were living at the time, uh, you know, we rediscovered, of course, the history of the Whiskey Rebellion, which mm -hmm. took place here in Western Pennsylvania, uh, and the fact that Western Pennsylvania really was uh, one of the first, the birthplaces of American whiskey. Um, in terms of where whiskey was first being made and how much of it was being made in this area. So, and your name is tied into that as well, Wiggle Whiskey, because right. it's, it's not tied to the song, Wiggle It Just a Little Bit. No. It's actually a historic uh, name. That's right. So we named the distillery after Philip Wiggle, or you know, it was probably traditionally Weigel because he was a German immigrant. And he was a distiller in western Pennsylvania um, in the 1790s, and that's when... Alexander Hamilton, of course, um, you know, imposed the first excise tax in the country's history mm. in order to pay off the nation's debts from the Revolutionary War. The tax collectors were coming to, you know, collect the tax on whiskey production. And our guy, Philip Wiggle, who was a little in over his head, but a very, um, you know, excited distiller, kind of ends up punching the tax collector. And that sparks four years of <laughs> riots and protests that come to be known as the Whiskey Rebellion. Wow. wow. Yeah. I, I did not know that. Awesome. What's even more terrifying Great to me story. is Sheila knows all this. <laughs> Wait That's a because Sheila did her research. Sheila's Larry. That's why she's an anchor <laughs> woman. <laughs> well, you'll but I still, every time I hear the name Wiggle Whiskey, though, I just want to sing, wiggle it just a little That's bit. That's right. You know, we, we mispronounce things here in Pittsburgh, so we thought it would be fun to mispronounce Weigel's name as Wiggle. We get the playful alliteration with Wiggle Whiskey. Um, and, you know, that's just part of the Pittsburgh heritage as well that I think people would understand. Even though I've been around a long time, I what is the difference between certain whiskeys? There's, when you say whiskey, that could be a whole bunch of different things. So how many different flavors is, you don't call them flavors, Sure. There, there are a, diff, uh, a lot of 
uh, different varieties of whiskey and whiskey is the general category and all that means is that it's a spirit that's been distilled from grain and then the different types of whiskeys are based on what what is the predominant grain in the what they call the mash bill which is what you actually are cooking and turning into fermentable sugars for the yeast to consume to produce alcohol uh, so bourbon um, a lot of people know bourbon and bourbon means that it's been made from at least 51 percent or more corn along with some other standards, such as the type of oak it's been in. It has to be in new charred oak barrels, um, and it has to be distilled to a certain alcohol content. Um, so there's other right, rules, but the predominant characteristic is about that grain. So rye whiskey, of course, is 51% or more rye, and, and so on. Uh, and then you can, you can um, manipulate the whiskey in other ways, such as one thing that's very popular is to finish your whiskey in um, specialty casks, whether or not it's, you know, fortified wines like sherry or Madeira or even something like rum to impart additional flavors into the whiskey that may not traditionally be there, but otherwise pair well with the overall whiskey profile. But like uh, maple whiskey? How, yes. How is, that, is that just in the barrels? How they, they change the flavor there? I, so, I love maple whiskey. It's interesting. So there, there's different ways you can do it. You can either finish your whiskey in a maple barrel, which okay. we do. So we release a, a product each year called Phil's Shadow, uh, tied to Groundhog's Day, in which <laughs> we finish rye whiskey in maple syrup barrels. So look okay. for that in the new year. Um, but you can also flavor whiskey with um, the, the maple syrup itself. So we have oh. a honey bourbon in which we take our bourbon whiskey and uh, we blend in some uh, honey that we source from Bedillion Farm, so a local apiary, yeah. and that flavors um, the the bourbon with the honey flavor and sweetness, and so it kind of uh, makes makes that bourbon something different. It's not just finishing in a barrel that held bourbon. It's actually kind of blending up a new product. What's well, your favorite whiskey drink? Like for me, I love an old fashioned. What's your yes. What's your favorite? What do you recommend? I really like a Manhattan. I think, you know, Those it's, are good too. It, classic. It, it's a classic. It's it's uh, very straightforward. It, it hits all the spots for me. What's um, in a Manhattan for those that don't know? So in a Manhattan is um, your choice of whiskey. And I generally choose rye whiskey for my Manhattans and then a, a sweet vermouth. Um, and that's usually, you know, the, the red vermouths um, versus the white vermouth. So you and those come with all sorts of botanicals. Uh, that include, you know, wormwood and uh, gentian and um, other flavorings that kind of create the complexity to the cocktail, almost like your bittering agent. And then you, usually you top it with a nice Luxardo or Amarena cherry um, and maybe an orange twist or something. What's your go-to, Paul, since you discovered this by sampling yourself? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of the old-fashioned. It's uh, oh, just okay. a, a classic drink and uh, really lets the, uh, the quality of the spirit come through. Now, what's this uh, partnership with uh, Great Lakes and some of the other things you're doing, too? Right. So what's really interesting about whiskey is you, you basically make beer first, other than you're not adding hops uh, in terms of beer is made from grain that you're um, fermenting. But the big difference with beer is you add a hops and they usually use all malted barley. So beer is made from malted barley. And that's more similar to scotch. Um, but they, they go through a different process. The fermentation process is different. The grain selection is very different. Uh, and so we've um, done partnerships in which we've distilled uh, beer from breweries. Or we've done um, uh, partnerships in which we source barrels that have held those breweries' beer. So in the case of um, our product, Rudolph, which is the collaboration with Great Lakes Brewing, uh, we source their Great Lakes um, Christmas ale barrels, and then we finish some of our whiskey in those uh, Christmas ale barrels. And so what you get is some of that kind of nice spice and malt character from uh, the beer kind of finishing off our whiskey in a really pleasant way, uh, in which you can kind of, if you drink them side by side, you can identify some of those flavors that come through. So you have a pop-up, and where else can people get Wiggle Whiskey? Right. So, uh, of course, it's easiest to do it when you're shopping for your groceries on a regular basis. So right. stopping in here uh, is a great way to do it. But we also have a bottle shop location at Ross Park Mall uh, near the L.L. Bean and Cheesecake Factory. And we also have the distillery in the Strip District in which we do, you know, that's open uh, seven days a week uh, for picking up bottles. But it also has a restaurant um, 
and you can do tours on the weekends. I've been there. It's a cool space. That's your old. This is his birthplace. Strip district. Strip district guy, man. I I think he made the first whiskey, but it wasn't commercial. Yeah. (laughs) Little bathtub (laughs) stuff. Moonshine. Well, that's what's interesting. Making uh, wine takes like a year. Friend of mine makes wine. How long does it take? Is it a year? Does it age over many years to make these barrels? That's right. You have to have patience. Uh, So the. And it. There's a lot of um, what's nice about craft distilleries is they've come up with ways to get whiskey to consumers faster. And that's um, using smaller barrels uh, okay. oh. because of the ratio yeah. of the surface area of the wood to okay. the volume volume of the whiskey is much higher. So you get that wood flavor and oxidation much faster. But okay. we also use traditional size barrels and those take we're usually emptying those at about four years. Um, wow. So m- the whiskey that we're emptying out of those barrels wow. was made four years. Is at least four years. And so what year did you start? We whi- started in um, distilling in 2011. So is, is, is whiskey like wine, though? I mean, does it get better as it ages, you know, 10, 20 years on down the line, or does it go bad? It can go bad in terms of from the perspective of as it's aging, it's evaporating. So you're losing whiskey, and at some point, you may have so little whiskey and it's full of all of these tannins from the oak barrel. So you might have a very oaky whiskey and maybe someone likes it and maybe it's good, but, or maybe it's just really oaky and uh, it dries out your mouth. So age doesn't um, really it, matter. It, yeah, it, it, it can. Um, and a lot of people use it as a proxy to determine whether or not it's a quality whiskey because mm. there are processes that take time in the barrel, such as oxidation. So some of the components that are coming over in the distillation process change as a result of interacting with both oxygen and the alcohol and that forms new compounds that have different flavors it's like science and high level math all at the same time alex grelly wiggle whiskey can't thank you enough for coming out to be with us here at market district settlers ridge Thank you. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so glad that uh, we are all able to come together here with Paul and John. You're officially a Yenzer now. And then Paul really stamped it when you got uh, Alex to come here. So, Paul, thank you. Thanks, man. And uh, we want to meet some other members of your team because not only do they have this beautiful section, but there are a lot of things to eat. So we're going to meet a chef, Chef Ben, next. Again, Alex, thank you. Thanks, Al. Thanks, Alex. Larry Richard Unfiltered with... Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland, episode 11 from Market District at Settlers Ridge.